in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad to be back in the seat here in the studio, the iHeartMedia Studios right here, noon hour, where we're here to talk about all things home improvement related. This is the all-around home improvement hour. We're live, and we're feeling alive, and it's a cold November morning. Let's let's talk home improvement. Welcome back, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. It's November 11th, and this is a live episode of the All Around Home Improvement Hour. My name is Charles Thayer, and yes, believe it or not, I am the primary host of this show, and my co-host is none other than the one, the only, the very famous here locally. Oh, yeah. The Polish Power Polka House. Back in the saddle again. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me, Charles. Yeah. Again, as usual. That music makes me want to drink. It does? Yeah. That's a good thing. The only way I could handle it. I got some Fiji water. Would you like some of that? It's not really Fiji water. It's it's water from the office, but it's in a Fiji bottle. I thought it was vodka. Maybe. It's, it's not vodka. No, it's not. No. You know what? I am just so glad to be back here because we finally get a chance to talk about all that has been in the last month. First of all, where was fall when you needed a fall? When you needed kind of that mid between summer and winter, yeah, it changed very quickly from shorts to sweatshirts. Like <laughs> oh, overnight, it, it hold on. Like... You mean from uh, shorts to Carhartts and long yeah. insulated underwear and boots and snow boots and all that stuff? Yeah, well, we need to get used to it because you know we know it's all coming. It's not going to get any better. I like your beard, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm working on that. It's the first uh, Polish powerhouse beard? I've never attempted it before, yep. Uh, this one's for Amanda. She told me to not do it, so I'm just going to ride it out and see how long yeah, I can pu- let it public go Public service announcement to wives out there that uh, think it's a good idea to tell their man not to grow a mustache, yep. beard, goatee, uh, you name it, Fu Manchu. You know, if you tell me I can't do something, I just want to do it that yeah, much he's, more. He's that so, determined. He is. He should have encouraged me to grow a beard. Then I probably would never want to. Yeah, Nick. Why don't we welcome our uh, preferred partners, our guests for uh, this show, co-hosts, if you will? Yes. Uh, we have longtime friend, preferred partner, trusted affiliate of all around, Jeff Menke with Gutter Helmet of Minnesota. Jeff, we're so glad to have you in the chair. Thanks, guys. How's it going? It's good. going good. Good afternoon. Well, yes. you tell, I mean, you've been here more than we have lately. How, I, how has I, it been? I have. We, we had a good ride. That's, that's good. <laughs> but we we're have... glad to have you back. Absolutely. And uh, and actually, a comp before, but we have uh, Bill Geschwind, our attorney at All Around, with Minnesota Construction Law Services. Charles, it's great to be back. It's been a while. Um, I think I, w- I was here last. It was summer. Um, I agree with you. We missed fall. 
But uh, I'm glad to be back here looking out the window. The snow's on the ground, starting to melt, but it looks pretty nice outside, even early winter. Yeah, I I mean, I think we're going to get a little bit of a break here. We're going to get some fall weather next week, and and that's, you know, definitely welcome and everything. But it's it's been a busy fall. The Polish Powerhouse and I have been on several different hunting excursions. And, you know, we, we bow hunt uh, like it's going out of style. We're, we're not that great at it, to be honest with you. But we get out there and we try our hearts out. Spying on nature. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, it's great. We don't measure our successes in what we bring back in horns or deer size or any, any of that. Just in the memories that we create and some videos and also some bloopers. Uh, one notable uh, blooper that we had here when we were on our Nebraska trip two Uh-oh. weeks ago. <laughs> Does this involve my head? It does involve your head. Okay. And in that, Let's you know, because it. you have such a big head, yep. it just got in the way or something. But, uh, you know, we were packing up to get, get done with the morning hunt, and Nick went down to grab his backpack, and he forgot that there was a giant tree branch nub. Right, right. That Charles cut the day before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was there, and he just smashed his head right on it. And so I got a really nice photo that I'll post for everybody on all around on Facebook of uh, his reaction immediately after that it hurt bloodshed it hurt Any you know bloodshed? i i don't know it might have it might have bled a little bit but that's a very hard it was uh it was head. tender for a while it was one of those things where you just i don't know what i was doing i wasn't paying attention it was still i don't know nine ten o'clock in the morning we got up early and i just went down for it and whack right he, up, he went down to grab right his backpack with authority lots of momentum going down and he does have a size eight and a half head or something yeah, large right like, i don't even seven think and they, three quarters they make a fitted hat for for nick but he went down <laughs> he was very dedicated to grabbing that backpack so he gave me one of those i said are you okay he said yeah i said what happened he goes give me a minute <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to try to be Ouch. quiet yeah. and also a lot of bad words are going in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. He needed a minute. You know, sometimes it just takes a while to, to have that uh, <laughs> pain kind of set in. And yeah. so, But, no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some great encounters. And, uh, again, if I think kind of the, the motto has been what we've adapted this year is try to fall in love with the journey. Try to, try to remember why you're out there. Because right. if you really, really find that reason, I think for most people it really isn't the kill or the harvest or the you know, dragging and gutting and doing all that stuff and, and cutting up deer. I, I think it really is in the journey and in the hunt. And and that could be said with so many other things in life. And if you begin to look at it that way, well, at least you'll feel better about your lack of success. <laughs> yeah, you might feel a little better about it. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So, but in the world of construction, I, I guess we'll start off with, with our world. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up roofing. You know, this is the time of year where asphalt shingles, it, it's just not highly recommended to continue uh, below 20 degrees, below 30 degrees even, to continue to shingle yeah. with asphalt shingles. Nick, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, we'll get a few more in next week when we have some temperatures 40, 50 degrees. But outside of that, I, I think the forecast after that looks like we're probably looking at highs in the low 30s and lows in the 20s and worse. So at that point, you just kind of call it a wrap, which, to be honest, I'm I'm excited to <laughs> not be roofing anymore. Is that due to the just the labor part, or is it something with the actual functionality of the shingle? Nick, well, it's both, yeah. So the hardest part is you can get frost and stuff on the roofs in the morning. Okay. So the number one challenge is how do we get up to get tied off so that we can get harnessed in to get the shingles off the roof. That can be challenge number one for the guys. So definitely safety aspect. It is tougher to do it this time of year. But, yeah, when it comes to the shingles, 
the product being frozen. It's not really, you want a shingle that's pliable. Another thing that happens a lot is blow through uh, with your nail gun as the shingles are harder, uh, nails are blowing right through there, which is obviously not good. Yeah. You don't want to overdrive the nail. So those are some of the main things. And then the shingle's not actually sealing, having time to lay down and seal uh, before winter hits. Yeah. Well, you know, we've seen some not-so-good practices of, of people that decided to shingle anyway. And um, the the bundles can be so preformed and frozen mm-hmm. uh, because they've been laying on a pallet with more bundles on top of them, sure. just a lot of weight, and they just get preformed. And it makes it very tough. Uh, they're not very pliable to work with. And so, you know, and, and if, if you've ever done anything outside when it's, you know, five degrees outside... I think there's more motivation to just get done quickly because you're so cold right. than to, you know, really take the extra time and care about it. Um, but uh, we there are some some things that we've done uh, for folks that have to do a roof in the winter. That You know, there are um, hand sealing practices that can be done. Yeah, and you can have shingles stored inside. I mean, you can have the roof prepped and ready and have the shingles show up and start laying them down right there. Uh, while they're not outside sitting in the temperatures for maybe weeks on end or months on end. Mm -hmm. So part of the great thing about Owens Corning, too, why we use them is the sure nail nailing strip. You really can't overdrive a nail into those. So we are a little bit safer, I think, roofing into temperatures as opposed to using some other shingle manufacturers out there. Yeah, and we get asked all the time, guys, so what do you guys do in the winter? You know, do you get just stop working? I mean, yeah, I wish. Um, No. Window projects can still be done in the winter. Siding? Yep, siding can Mm -hmm. still be done. People ask, well, how do you do all the windows? It makes it really cold in the house. Well, you you just do it one at a time. Mm -hmm. That's all, just (laughs) one window at a time. We don't have to take everything (laughs) off. You know, that'll be a pretty cold home for you. But also cedar shake roofing. We have a couple of those projects uh, starting here in the next uh, couple weeks. They don't require any sort of ceiling going on. So as long as it's bearable temperatures, um, and, the, you know, the equipment still works and everybody can be tied off and safe. We still are a year-round operation. We're not a, you know, seasonal operation. Right. And if folks need help with any of that stuff, we still want to be there for you. And if you're looking to plan for spring projects or maybe you didn't take advantage of filing a claim in an area that you know you were hit by storm damage, a lot of people like to wait. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not... You don't have any immediate uh, damage happening to your house, any leaking occurring or anything like that. You still do have time. Most insurance policies allow you time to make the claim after the loss date. Um, most most insurance companies are a year or two years, and some really, as long as you're with them, will allow you to make a claim uh, whenever if you had that loss. So if you're looking for help with any of that stuff, of course, go to allaround.com. We're up against a break. When we come back, we're going to talk helmet heat and how to prevent ice dams right here on all on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. We'll be right back. Hey, how about... Can you hear me? Yeah, oh. we, we got you. That was weird. I was letting uh-huh. it play out. Yeah. What's, what's up? Shout out to all the veterans out there. How about that? Oh, goodness. Absolutely. Goodness. If you can get a chance to shake a veteran's hand and thank them for their service and maybe even say, God bless you, that's allowed. You can say that. You can. You (laughs) can say that. Oh, it's up for debate, but I, I can't. I can't. We're, we're giving you permission to do it. Yes. I, yeah. T- tell them you got it from the Home Improvement Hour. I, I did some <laughs> stupid thing on the community blog the the other night was the schools not allowing the veterans. The veterans get to go into the public schools and talk where we live, and um, 
they asked the veterans not to say the word God. Oh, good. God. <laughs> I'm, I, wait, wait. Did you just say that? Yeah. I'm going to block that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to explain. But, uh, you know. You so got the drop I, button on? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't help but to. I couldn't help but to chime in. And normally I stay I stay pretty neutral, I, I, you know, with the yeah. social media stuff. And like 400 plus comments. Yeah, and then they stopped it because they didn't want any more comments. Uh, but, you know, I guess there was more to it. The year before, the, they actually led people in prayer, and there's been some sort of law passed that you can't have prayer held in a public uh, school mm-hmm. setting that was passed down by the Supreme Court. And so, but the, but I just think it was interesting because as soon as that comment was made on that thread on social media, it was an outpouring of right. where have we gone nowadays? The political correctness has just gotten crazy. Two people in the room were offended out of 300. Right. Yeah. And so, but, and so, you know, I guess the way I look at it, and then we'll just leave it at that and maybe whatever is you don't have to like pray with people or you don't have to like, if somebody says, you know, God bless you, you just say thank you. You don't have to like, right. wait a minute, what God are you blessing me with? <laughs> I do not accept your blessings. Life is uh, life is too short. <laughs> it yeah. really is. really is. So helmet heat. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to all the veterans yes, out there. Thank Absolutely. You, thank you to all the veterans. The roundabout way. May God be with you and your families, and thank you for your service. Um, so hanging out in studio here with, of course, the Polish Powerhouse, we have Bill Geschwind with Minnesota Construction Law Services, our attorney to make sure that whatever I do say, uh, I'm held accountable for. <laughs> and that we guys have some kind of good defense for, for us at all around. But then also uh, Jeff Menke, longtime partner. Jeff, it's that time of year. So I, I think most of the News Talk listeners know Gutter Helmet, the best product out there for protecting your gutters from, from debris, keeping them clean. You guarantee for life that your customers will never have to clean their gutters again. But the one thing I think they may not be fully aware of, and if they do, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it. It's Helmet Heat. You have one of the only patent pe- uh, patent pending solutions uh, where you have heat integrated into the leaf protection system that that you sell. Yep, Talk that would about it. that would be our helmet heat system, and it's integrated underneath the gutter helmet, and that's what's so nice about it. Because typically, you know, you're driving around the neighborhood, you see those heat cables yep. streamed all over at the zigzag, and they're hanging off there, beautiful, falling off the roof, and they burn out real easy. What we do is we install. It's actually a self-regulating heat cable, so it fluctuates with the temperature so as it gets colder outputs more power and when it warm gets warmer it outputs less power uh, but it's it's nice because it's 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 like a 10-year warranted product but it just lasts a lot longer but it, it it's um positioned underneath the gut right underneath the gutter helmet so you don't see it but what it does it basically is heating the edge of the roof mm-hmm. and as we talked about the gutter helmet extends up on a little bit onto the edge of the roof so about that 10 inches of the roof line We'll be able to keep the water free flowing. It heats the gutter, heats the helmet. We heat the downspout, so it keeps the water away right. from the house in the winter. And it's, you know, because what happens when you're installing metal at the edge of the roof, whether it's a gutter or any kind of leaf protection, yeah. is if you have any kind of thawing going on, maybe from a heat loss in the house, as that water starts to flow down, hits that metal, it can start to build up and cause a, a ice dam at the edge of the roof. Well, even if you don't have heat loss, because, you know, truly the way to treat, you know, ice buildup and heat loss is to try to figure out why you're losing heat. But right. there are structures that you just can't do that with, certain attic spaces that you're just never going to get to, right. and then design where water, you know, some of these architects, they they love putting together beautiful homes. They don't always pay attention to 
where all the water is going to go. Yes. Uh, you know, and so they, they have some designs that I, I don't want to call them poor, but it's just going to cause problems. And so for, for the customer out there that's experiencing that issue, there's nothing else you can do. You have to look to treat the symptom, and treating the symptom means making sure that the ice continues to melt and water continues to go away for your home. What I, what I love about the helmet heat system is that it doesn't come with all that unsightly cable stuff zigzagging and going yep. all over the place. Um, and you don't have to do it everywhere. You can do it right where the problem is happening. You don't have to have it throughout your whole system. Exactly. A lot of people call us because they have maybe a walkway where they're coming up and they get a lot of dripping there. And this will drastically reduce it. We don't guarantee you're not going to have a little bit of dripping, but it does help really reduce it, you know, 80, 90% of that dripping that was going on. And it just, it, like I said, it's it's all season protection. It helps protect the home year-round. I got a question. So yeah. so it melts it right before it gets into the gutter. Mm-hmm. It gets into the gutter. What, as opposed to that, the heat ropes that you're talking about, oftentimes you see them zigzagging, dropping down in the downspouts and back up. Because you guys are melting the snow before it actually hits the gutter, there's really no need to have the rope laying around in the gutter then. Is that right? Uh, we still, because now we're creating water, and if we put it into a cold gutter, it's going to freeze, freeze up again. in there. So we still run uh, a cable in okay. the... Yeah, so we run a two, usually two in, top, in, in the gutter helmet itself, yep. and then one in the gutter and up and down the downspout. Nice. And sometimes people will have those buried discharge lines. Those get a little tricky because if you're putting water into those and they're backing up, but... Um, but yeah, and then we want because we want to make sure for creating water that we're getting away from the house and not creating another problem somewhere else. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen problems with uh, do-it-yourselfers that have put heat rope up, didn't put it up appropriately, or ran it all the way down outside of the. Just throw it around in a pile and. Yes, don't ever turn it off. Shorting stuff out. Uh, the last customer that I had met with that had their own heat rope system, they ran it down the downspout and out. And, and they called us because they had, you know, damage over the winter. They said, I don't get it. You know, we have the heat rope. It's supposed to all flow. And I picked up the end of the, the heat rope that was on the grass in the yard. And I said, well, your lawnmower guy must have ran this over because the, the yeah, two wires aren't broken. supposed to be exposed here. This is, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, talk to the guy that mows your lawn or whatever. But um, it, it really, it's just, it's important if you have ice building up. So, and that's, that's the thing about gutters in general. I mean. First of all, all homes should have gutters, okay? They're, but they are or can be a necessary evil in a mm-hmm. way because they can create a shelf or right. a water table. So that shelf has to be pitched, and the water has to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And the heat, if you need it, it needs to be there. What I like about, you know, you just brought it up a little bit ago, is regulating that amount of heat um, because it can... It can cost a little bit, right? I mean, you, the electric bills, you're going to see it on your electric bill a little bit. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. It all depends on how much footage you have. And we can come out, we can kind of tell you, here's all, you know, it usually draws in between 6 and 13 watts a foot. Oh, 6 depending and 13 on the temp- watts. Per foot, depending on the temperature. <laughs> well, there's a formula you can use that'll kind of tell you based on, you know, how much you pay on kilowatt at your house. Sure. We can usually give people somewhat of an idea. What, but... do, you, what do you usually say to the average homeowner? How you know, it could be anywhere from thirty to hundred hundred bucks a month if they have thousands of feet of heat cable. Right. You know, right. but if but over, we're not, we're not over, talking doubling their electric bill. Right? No, no, nothing like that. You know, all over a front entryway, you might be twenty, thirty dollars a month. But just think that protection. You know, if you get water into your house, right? How many thousands of dollars of damage and pain did that cause? Yeah, you? and the so, cost cost of having to go outside right. with the roof rake and trying to rake stuff down, and then 
Yeah. Hopefully you don't damage your gutter when you're doing that. And it is a hardwired system, so we have a, we recommend an electrician that can come out and hook it all up for him and get it all wired. And Like Electric City, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. That would be hey, our you source. You do work with Electric City. That's yes, great. We do. Uh, Bill, have you ever had a nice dam on your house or anything like that? Fortunately, I have not, but I have certainly seen and... and uh heard from people who have them and the damages that it causes and it's yeah. just a mess just really? a mess uh, I'm, I, I'm hearing you talk about the 20 30 even a hundred dollars a month um, sounds like an awful lot of money um, pretty pretty inexpensive protection yeah um, if you've got homes that have ice dams and Charles as you said there are an awful lot of homes out there that you they're going to be ice dams they're going to have this problem so um, getting a system in there and, and recognizing there's a little bit of cost to do it seems like a, a great solution to me Think about the time of year that an ice dam would happen, too. Is that really a time you want <laughs> yeah. to be working Correct. on your house? And no, you know, you're, ta- so. you're talking a three to three to four month window that the system's even working, if you yeah. really think about it. I mean, winter's fairly short, but. Sure. And I imagine you do a lot of work in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so some of these houses um, not only have spaces you can't get to and design that, that's going to cause ice dams, yep. but also. The interior, you, you know, you Bill, you talk about how expensive it'll be if you have one of these problems. Lath and plaster ceilings, mm. you know, with with uh, crown molding or curved, I don't know what you call the curved one. Mm-hmm. Words, you know, Cove. Cove, yep. right. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate that. That's why we have you here. Uh, but but to repair, it's tough to even find somebody that does lath and plaster right. anymore. You know, so you talk about... Uh, Maybe even changing the style. If you have a problem, you may not even be able to to put the house back together the way that it was and keep that charm or that kind of uh, traditional character that that you want to keep um, because it it's uh, you know it's just tough to find people that do that kind of work. It is so, but you guys are staying busy with it. Oh, absolutely! It's that time of the year. Everybody's kind of putting on that mad rush because they know winter's coming. They want to get it up now. So perfect. Well, I tell you what, we're up against the halfway break, folks. You're going to get your Fox News update right after this. This your, this your guys here? Stan, you're going to see these guys? Uh, no. no. This is audio slave. Oh, he's no longer with us. Yeah, I can't see them. You can't I wish go I see seen them. <laughs> yeah. That was one I would have liked to have seen before. Jeez, uh, what concert? Yeah, leave me alone. What? I'm con- going to Highly Suspect tonight. Yeah. I'll play one of theirs next. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was, <laughs> you know, I was thinking that. But um, similar genre though. Good times. In a way, I guess. Yeah. You're growing the hair out too. I'm growing the hair mm-hmm. out. It's, we, you know. Gotta do some headbanging. Just start. A band. My, neck, my neck's gonna hurt yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> do your stretches, man. You know, yeah. football players do a little, little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, Jeff, before the break, we're talking about helmet heat integrated into the gutter helmet. First of all, gutter helmet's the best solution out there because number one, it works the best. Number two, it looks the best. It blends into your shingle. It really looks like an extension of your roof, together with the oversized troughs that you have, the designer troughs that you have that look like a crown molding on the exterior of your fascia. Uh, it's a great combination. I have them up on my house. You can see that uh, by going to All Around on Facebook and check check out some photos of that. But So you're doing that all the time. But the helmet heat, working together with all that stuff, phenomenal solution to people that need need to keep ice off the 
eaves of their roof. Yeah, it's been a really nice system for us. We had no, I mean, it's it's all engineered, so it's not like we're just throwing heat cables in there. There's they mount specifically in the bracket system, right. so they're designed to work at a you know a really high level. So, but yeah, it's been a fantastic system for us. The quantity of people that add that and. Like we talked about, just certain areas, maybe a front walkway or something like that. Kudos to whoever came up with it and said, yeah. you know, here, we're going to tie these in underneath mm-hmm. here seamlessly. It doesn't change the look of the helmet either. Not uh, at all. You, you wouldn't right. even really know, like, if you looked at one versus the other, I don't know, it has heat on it. Now, can you add that later if you don't get the heat with the helmet now? Yep. What we do is we just come out, remove the helmet, and then integrate the cable in there. So we'll add a few brackets. Uh, to just add more support so the cable's tighter, yep. and then put the helmet back on. But, yeah, we do it all the time. Great. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so for the listeners out there, and, and I know, you, uh, I know you, you're, you and your team are extremely busy, um, so if obviously talking spring or summer, uh, but planning ahead, mm-hmm. how can they get in touch? What's the best way? Best place to find us is online at gutterhelmetmn.com. That's gutterhelmetmn.com. GutterHelmetMN.com, and also you can go to AllAround.com, and there is the Trusted Affiliates tab where you can find Gutter Helmet of Minnesota. Uh, can you hang around and join us for the rest Absolutely. of the show? That's awesome, because we're about to get into some edgy radio. Some legal stuff. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. We have mm-hmm. him here. To to, keeping us out of jail stuff. That's right. Keeping that, us from, from getting sued on a regular basis. It is Bill Geschwind with Minnesota Construction Law Services. Bill, glad to have you back on. It has been a while. We've done some uh, best of episodes or some reruns where you were on uh, the uh, past few months where we, we were scheduled to have you on, but nothing like having you here real time in person so that we can ask you the tough questions. And now when we ask you a question, we just want a 30 second answer. Oh. Is that possible? And you can't no. charge by the word, right? <laughs> right. I, I mean, you, you do have to understand we do charge by the word. Okay. Yeah. Well, at so. least it's not the syllable or the letter. No. no. Or, or, or whether it's capitalized or no. not. But. Well, we got to be pretty easy to be attorney for because we never do anything wrong ever in the no. history of ever. So, yeah. in, no. In, in it's like, ever, right? yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I miss talking to you more, but I'm glad that we're not talking more. Yeah. Yeah, yes. well, so just a little history. And actually, I want to put a plug out there. I didn't do it, did it earlier. But if you want to call right now, right now is a chance for you to get, I don't want to say legal advice. You can't say legal advice, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. You want to get some words in with a real-life attorney. Real Great life, opinion. Yeah, get, get an opinion, share a story, share a nightmare uh, experience that you've had with a contractor. Uh, you don't have to say their name. You can if you want to. We don't care. Uh, but but right now, 1-800-854-1978. 800-854-1978. Maybe you have a project coming up, and you want to make sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's before you sign that contract. This is the guy right now live in studio that can answer some of those questions. Again, 800-854-1978. So just a quick introduction, Bill, for the listeners that haven't caught you on previous segments. About six years ago or so, uh, we were looking into making our business a little more foolproof. We wanted to make it so that we weren't going to have issues long-term down the road. We looked up construction lawyer or construction attorney on Google. You were one of the very few names that came up. I didn't even know at the time that that was a thing. I figured maybe you would get a hold of a real estate attorney and then they could help you with a lot of things uh, construction related. And so maybe maybe that's where we should start. What 
differentiates somebody like yourself that's specifically construction law services as opposed to a general broad real estate attorney? Sure. Well, Charles, thanks much. I appreciate you asking the question. The, uh, we primarily provide legal and business advisory services for owner-operated construction businesses. Um, Minnesota is a highly regulated state. Uh, a lot of rules and regulations that residential contractors have to follow. The vast majority of the contractors in this state, thankfully, are very good, skilled craftsmen. Uh, they don't necessarily look to or, or enjoy spending a lot of time on the administrative side of their business, the, the kind of the laws and the rules that are in place, and there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do primarily is to help our clients better understand just the environment that they're in, mm-hmm. make sure that their contracts are clear and, and communicate the things they need to, help them have good, clear relationships with their customers yeah. so that we don't have disputes. We don't want there to be construction disputes uh, with with contractors and, and their customers. It doesn't do anybody any good. So early on in the relationship, I my eyes were open to what I looked at as like, well, it's impossible to do business and please everyone and do it the right way. Everything is wrong. Yeah, we're we're so regulated (laughs) that I absolutely just, there was times at meetings with you where I just, I honestly wanted to put my head through a wall because I'm like, oh my gosh, if we do all of that that's required of us, we have to charge so much more. Well, you you after you settle down a little bit and after you realize this you know what you want your business to be around in the future yeah. you got to do all these things okay it's just the way that it is right it is the way it is and it isn't that much more and you do have to charge more to be compliant you do you're not going to be in business but it isn't to where well it's where the market is it's it's where the good competitors are that are going to be around for a long time that are reputable in in order to because they have their eyes on uh, the, when i say they the regulating uh, authority is the Department of Labor and Industry, correct? It is to a large extent, and that's one of the things that we really try to do is is not only help customers, uh, our clients, contractors, understand the regulatory environment they're in, but we also advocate on behalf of the entire housing industry because the cost of those regulations does make projects very expensive for homeowners, much more than it needs to be. Um, I think the, the, the National Homeowners Association recently re- released a report that in the state of Minnesota, the cost of a project is about 38% made up of costs related to regulations. In other words, you spend about a third of the price of a project is spent because of the cost that a contractor has to comply with the regulations in the state. So we we work with um, with through the the uh, trade associations to to take a look at those regulations and see if we can't help contractors better understand. Maybe pull some of them back. And I just say, Charles, I'm, I'm I am pretty proud, and I, and I don't mind telling you that we were awarded the 2017 um, Builders Association, the Twin Cities Advocacy Award this year for nice. the work that we've done on behalf of the industry to try to better understand and control some of those regulatory costs. So two people entered for that contest, and you won. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, congratulations! Uh, get, it, it, that's a great honor right. to have. That's right. No, we're 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 very happy with with. Uh, um, our uh, our ability, because we, we think a large part of what we need to do is give back to the industry, give back to the contractors that we work with, as well as help the homeowners um, control the costs that they have to incur in doing the projects that they do. Well, two things real quick. One time I won a, a second place ribbon in swimming, <laughs> and there really was only two swimmers. 
that event. So, so I, last place ribbon? Yeah, it was right. it was second place. What are you talking That's about? That's right. Red, red. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the next thing I want to bring up is I think we may have technical difficulties with the number. Uh, we did some phone number switching a week ago, and so I'm going to give you a different number if you want to call in. It's 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Get some opinions on maybe you have a problem project, maybe you had a, a nightmare uh, experience with a contractor. Who knows? You want to share something or get an opinion here from our panel, Nick, Jeff, myself, or Bill Geschwind. We have a real life, our attorney at All Around Real Life, Minnesota Construction Law Services, Bill Geschwind in studio with us uh, to talk about all of these things. And real quick, let's just talk about the contracts, okay? Because that's sure. a prime example of... Real quick, huh? Well, yeah, that's true. And we are <laughs> you up see how you do that? that? Uh-huh. I love well, it. I just think that that was kind of one of my eye-openers in the beginning. It's like, yeah, really? Definitely. 12 pages or what? Well, just compliance forms alone outside of the contract, which right. are still a part of the contract, yeah. too. And so, and the other thing is contractors not only think, oh, my gosh, now I need to give that to every single one of my customers. But not only that, now my customers are going to be scared to do business with me. Because of this big, yeah. scary, huge, all that mm-hmm. small print. Right. That doesn't have to be the case. No, it doesn't have to be the case, and it's not intended to be the case. The reason why a lot of that information is provided is to help the homeowners understand what they're getting into and in working with the contractor, what some of their rights are, um, how how the homeowner is actually protected um, from, from contractors uh, uh, maybe taking advantage of them. Um, but in large part, Minnesota, one of the a couple of big things, Minnesota has a state mandated warranty that contractors must provide and, and homeowners deserve to understand and know that and get a copy of that warranty. Uh, there's also a big concern if you've got a lot of different co- people working on a project, uh, contractors have the right to put a lien against somebody's home if they're not getting paid. And that can be this, the trade subcontractors or the suppliers that provide materials to the project. Oftentimes those are not the people that the homeowner is contracting with. But we want to make sure that homeowners understand that that exists out there. So not only are they making sure that they're making the payments that they're required to make under the contract to their contractor, but that they know how to protect themselves from, from a contractor maybe getting the payment from the homeowner, but then not paying right. the downstream subcontractors and suppliers. And as a result, a lien gets put on the on the customer's home. Yeah, when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation about um, the cost of doing business. You, you really do get what you pay for. And if you're shopping out there for price only, you may find yourself in one of these feuds or legal battles with a contractor um, that didn't do everything they were supposed to do. So uh, we'll be right back right after this. I bet that gets you pumped there, Stan. Looking forward to it, I bet. Concert tonight. Let's go right to Ryan O'Neill here so we don't run terribly out of time today. Good friend, Ryan O'Neill, leader of the Minnesota real estate team. Great guy. He's a concert pianist. He's a licensed Remax Results agent. Excuse me, Remax Advantage Plus agent. Gosh, my fault. Ryan, how you doing? Hey guys, wonderful show. Um, Want to, uh, as you have, give a big shout out and thanks to all of our veterans today. Uh, special thanks to um, all the all the veterans, all of their families uh, for their service. Uh, that's first and most important. Um, secondly. Just a quick note, as the snow starts to fly, things get a little bit colder. A lot of people think the real estate market shuts down 
actually, this is not a bad time if you're a buyer to think about buying. There's a little less competition than the spring and summer markets. There's a little bit uh, more time you have sometimes to think about making an offer, putting in an offer, mm-hmm. and there's a little less competition overall. And so um, I know I know the traditional thought is, hey, let's wait till the spring. Uh, spring is when it's it's best to do it. But both for buyers and sellers, um, what I've found over the last 15 years, this can be a really good time to buy and to sell as well. You find people who are serious out there, um, sellers do, um, in this market. So mnrealestateshow.com is how you can find us. We're a team all across the Twin Cities of over 100 agents. We would love to help you buy, sell, invest in real estate, mnrealestateshow.com. Great show, guys. That's all I got. Happy, uh, happy veterans. Ryan, just one last thing. After Thanksgiving weekend, are we going to see O'Neill Brothers on the Yule Log? Oh, yes. You know what? I, I have a good feeling they will be back, um, thanks to my brother Tim uh, and his marketing prowess. <laughs> We've been, hey, Charles, the invite has been there for you to join us, but I, I haven't got a res, uh, uh, email response. But it didn't say need vocalist. That's what's missing <laughs> from the invite. So I'm just harmonica. waiting for I think harmonica. Harmonica. Great, great. I'll come up with a nice little outfit uh, to match the harmonica. Nice show, guys. Awesome I'd like to play the triangle. Yeah. Hey, triangle takes skill. <laughs> triangle solo. Ryan, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate the call in. Take care, bud. Yeah. So before uh, the call in, we were letting you know we had some phone difficulties. So you can call 651-989-5855. Let's ask some legal questions. Let's talk. Let's get edgy here. 651-989-5855. Bill, I want to bring... So we have Bill Bill Gishwin with Minnesota Construction Law Services, who we're talking to, our trusted affiliate for a long time and the attorney of all around. Bill, I get asked this all the time. Is Minnesota a matching state? So I just want to describe for the listeners what that question sure. really means. Yeah, I had part of my house hit by hail. It was just one side of my house. The rest is unscathed. But the building material that I have, the siding that I have, that's most common with siding, is not available any longer. And my insurance company is saying that I don't have coverage except for that one side of the house. I thought Minnesota was a matching state. So that's what people sure. say. Uh, as with many things related to the law, Charles, it's a complicated question, yeah. and a complicated answer. Well, we have, you and, know, six and, minutes. Here. Right, right. And in most cases, the answers are very fact-specific to um, the project that's being looked at. But but bottom line, there is not a law in the state of Minnesota that requires a, an insurance company to match siding. And most insurance policies... Uh, specifically say that their obligation is to replace with like kind and quality right. only those areas of the pri- uh, of the home that have actually been damaged by the the event that that they're looking at um, and so uh, there there are a, a, an awful lot of insurance companies just in, from a from a customer service standpoint will oftentimes replace more siding or more roofing than what the policy maybe specifically says they have to. Um, but for the most part, if you have damage on one side of a house and no damage on another side of the house, it's probably going to be a challenge for, for you and your contractor uh, to work with the insurance company to get uh, all siding brand new all the way around your home. 
I think the kind and quality part is usually, that's pretty easy to do, right? It's vinyl, what's the thickness, projection, profile, you can figure that part out. Yeah. The like part, I think, is the hard part, right? The color, well, the, the it's faded. Line of sight, if I drive up to my house, I'm going to see that my left side is newer than my right side. Correct. Um, those kind of things, I think, come into play, and those are usually avenues that people will try to take to help build their case, like, hey, this isn't the like product to what I have. Well, I think that it's tough to give good sound advice as you know whether you're a contractor lawyer or or you know homeowner talking to homeowner because over the years there's just been so much of a difference in how that's handled some insurance company you know some adjusters come out and are just like yeah no oh it's discontinued no problem here we go um and some people have had success in actually taking it all the way to arbitration or all the way to to court uh, we've had right. some major, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, cases. Yep. yep. Major cases that have been won in the, the insured's favor for this same argument, even though Correct. the law says that they don't have to. Correct. Do you, do you think they're just doing it to kind of keep their name good? No, I, I think, Charles, that uh, you have to look at all of those cases very specifically. And, and I think if, if somebody looked at a couple of the cases that are out there, uh, and you look at what the court holdings were, it, it looks like the courts are saying, yes, insurance companies, you must provide an exact match. Uh, but those cases are always very fact-specific, and the issues are, are, are really specific to those cases. The problem is that um, it's expensive for a homeowner to go against an insurance company when mm-hmm. the insurance company isn't providing uh, the kind of coverage that they expect. And and the homeowner has to pay those costs of pursuing the insurance company out of their own pocket. That money can't be paid for from the from the money that's available to repair the property. Insurance companies aren't held accountable, and so uh, I think my my, my feeling, uh, my personal feeling, is that if we could find a homeowner who had the pockets, the deep pockets, <laughs> and they were willing to probably spend more to to go after the insurance company than what they're going to get from them, I, I think we we may very well end up with a, a a match law in Minnesota because I'm that seems spend to be a, the opinions. I'm going to yeah. spend a hundred thousand to get ten, just based on sheer principle. Well, that's the <laughs> challenge. But I think the other thing that's really important here is that again, we talked a little bit earlier about regulations in Minnesota. Contractors are not permitted to advocate on behalf of their customers with the insurance companies to try to get that coverage issue answered. And 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 contractors can get into a lot of trouble if they push too hard against the insurance company to try to find that. And that's very frustrating for contractors. It's very frustrating for homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, the law right now requires that, that uh, the person who advocates on behalf of the homeowner with the insurance company must be a public adjuster, right. and it can't be an insur- it can't be a contractor. And you know, I always go back to because again, I'm not talking policy with the homeowner. I'm not giving them insurance advice, but I really take a look at the practicality and just the the is this really not a match that's available? Do we really have a problem here? Yeah, because some people will take it pretty far. You'll have something that might be almost dead on. (laughs) You know, if it's reasonable, let's be reasonable. Let's let's play fair in the sand with each other. Your insurance company is going to restore you to back to like, kind, quality. If it's looking good, let's just stay with that. If it's a complete disaster... Totally different. Like Trump likes to say, it's a complete disaster. (laughs) Right. Illusion. Yeah. So, Bill... For for contractors out there, and if you're a, if you're a homeowner with a huge nightmare, somebody that's out there doing some really really bad stuff, uh, I've known Bill to to get involved. But how can people get involved with you? 
Uh, if they want to reach us uh, on the Internet, we are at www.mncls.com, www.mncls.com, or they can give us a call at 651-484-4412. One more time with that number. That would be 651-484-4412. Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we get you back on here in a couple months. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Awesome. Jeff, final thoughts for the listeners. Jeff Menke with Gutter Helmet of Minnesota. Just a big thank you to the men and women out there serving in the armed forces at this time. You betcha. Polish powerhouse, your final thoughts, and maybe a Vikings prediction. I'm with uh, Jeff on that one. Happy Veterans Day. Vikings win, and I don't care what the score is as long as it's a W. Who are they playing again? Washington, uh, Washington. Redskins. Yep, oh, right. yeah. Oh, can we we're say winning that? all day. Yes, you can say we can, that. Okay. You can say that as long as they keep <laughs> I'm offended. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, God bless.